What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Minute Drill. Hope you all enjoyed what was a pretty entertaining week across football. This week, I'm going to be joined by Nick, David, and Greg. I'm going to talk about um, some various topics here, starting with first down, um, like last week. Um, going to talk about some of the takeaways that, that we had, um, either college or NFL. Uh, start with Nick here. What What's something you took away from last week? Well, I took away a couple things. The first thing would be Cincinnati offense, a little bit better than what we thought it might be. Kind of heard that Jamar Chase was getting some yips there, but uh, he caught every single pass that was thrown away and a touchdown. So I think that is mm-hmm. they're going to be pretty fun to watch. I think uh, Jameis Winston getting LASIK was the best thing for him in his career. <laughs> and uh, and I think Ohio State got exposed, but we'll talk about that more. <laughs> All right, Greg, what about you? Well, I mean, Nick took three topics up, so that's kind of not fair. You know, pick with one next time. He's, he said, well, your takeaway. I'll stop. Well, you know, it, it gets to, well, maybe we don't, that was like two of my lists, and then now I can't talk about any. Uh, <laughs> my biggest takeaway is that Aaron Rodgers should have been in training camp for a long, long time before he mm-hmm. decided to show up because he was utter and complete garbage on Sunday. Uh, he looked like a rookie quarterback out there just throwing. Well, how many interceptions do you have? Three? Uh, yep. Just just horrible, just throwing it willy-nilly, just not paying attention to the routes, just anything like that. I just did not see him being. You know, I've heard a couple of tweets that people saying, you know, like, oh, he was throwing the game. You know, that's probably complete BS. But I just did not uh, think that he was in any more prepared for this week one. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he threw the game, but quoting Stephen A. Smith, it just looked like he was not interested. <laughs> so. Yeah, either not interested or not in shape, not ready. He's but. in shape. He just works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, David, what about you? Uh, outside of the fact that the Cincinnati Bengals, I think, shocked everyone, like Nick had said, I would also say that Trevor Lawrence also had a decent first game as well uh, for his very first NFL game, to say the least, and being on the Jets. And really, we had two really entertaining games coming out of the AFC North between the Browns as well as the Ravens. All right. Well, I guess uh, go over my takeaways. Um, first, I think even though the Browns lost, I think they proved that they can hang with the Chiefs, a fully healthy Chiefs team. Um, I know they, they hung with them in the playoffs last year, but um, I know Patrick Mahomes missed half the game. So everyone was kind of still questioning, can they? hang with the Chiefs um, besides a few kind of self-imposed errors um, with the Jamie Gillen fumble that led to a touchdown and the the rare Nick Chubb fumble there was there were there was definitely chances at the end of the game for the Browns to win um, you know I figured the game would be close but I didn't think that it would be in the fourth quarter the Browns had a chance to win so I think the Browns if they can kind of fix up some of those self-enforced errors um, they got it I think they proved that they can contend with any team in the NFL. Um, and I think my second takeaway is, I guess it's kind of three. Either Urban Meyer was not prepared at all for his first NFL game, or maybe Tyrod Taylor is a little bit of a better quarterback than, than we thought that he was, because um, he, looked, he looked really damn good 
Um, I know, again, they were going against the Jags, but, you know, the, the Texans were a team that everyone thought would get probably that first overall pick. Um, and they looked like a, a little bit of a better team than, than that. So I don't know if it was how bad. Hmm? I'd like to mention that I want to make myself a correction. I said the Jets and not the Jags. <laughs> All so, good. I want to make that quick correction. Yeah. So I, I don't know if, if it was, you know, the, the Jags being unprepared. I know there's kind of some drama going down there in, in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer, but you know, maybe we uh, overlooked a little bit this Texans team. I'm not saying they're going to compete for anything, but maybe they're going to be better than a two-win football team than we thought they would be. I honestly think Tyrod Taylor, he's gotten kind of the short end of the stick when it comes to a lot of uh, people's opinions of him and quality of a quarterback mm-hmm. that he is. You know, he's definitely been around in a couple teams. Like This is, what, his third or fourth team? Yeah, I think it's his fourth. Yeah, so he's definitely shown that he has the ability out there. And, and I think, like you said, people are giving him the short end of the stick. Now, when it comes to the um, Chiefs and the Browns, the thing is, is that Mahomes is always going to come out there and throw and always yep. going to score touchdowns. And it's it's going to be on Baker to try to keep up. And, and that's where it's just going to be really hard for him you know, we've seen two games in a row, obviously the playoffs last year and then this game, this week one game that, you know, I mean, Holmes is a magician. He's throwing things, you know, sidearm. I mean, I don't know if you saw that one defensive guy kind of rush and dive and he literally just kind of leaned to the side and sidearmed it just like around him, like, hey, get out of the way. And Yeah, and, uh, and then the, 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 rushing, the rushing touchdown he had too was was impressive. He, he should have been down like six times on that one. So yeah. I, I think I think we're going to see a lot, a lot, a lot of games that it's going to be Kansas City over the Browns for a while until there can be some other pieces in place. I just don't think yeah. that, that May- Baker has enough ability to get past what Mahomes can just do on on an everyday well, basis. I actually, I, I mean, disagree with you. I think I think if the Browns see the Chiefs in the playoffs, they'll get that one only because I think if that offensive line continues to be Swiss cheap, I just don't think he's going to be able to sustain that. You know what I mean? I think we saw in the playoffs, like when you have, when you have a team that can get to the quarterback, then you just can't, you yeah. can, can only do so much. And I don't think the Browns have like, you know, the best pass rush in the NFL, but they have a good enough pass rush to where they can get to the quarterback. So I think if they see him again, they're going to be able to put him on ice skates, and he's just not—he's not going to make 100% of those of those crazy throws. You know, I mean, we kind of saw in the Super Bowl, he found his lit. So, I think yeah. if they get a chance to see him again, like I think they'll get the win. I think it'll be a shootout again. Like I think it'll be high scoring. You know what I mean? Like in the 30s or 40s. But yeah, I, I think that that they can kind of hopefully squeak it out and and kind of put him on ice skates enough to where he makes. He doesn't make some of those throws, and then obviously you can't have the two fumbles. I mean, you can't right. count that out. And then kind of going off of what you were saying with Farad Taylor, like I think that Texans team is a lot of savvy veterans who kind of have been misplaced, and they found a home there in Houston, and they were written off. And I think that they're playing with house money at this point, and I think they're going to win a few more games against some teams that we didn't expect. Because I think they're going to play a little bit better than we did. Because, like I said, there's a lot of veterans. They're playing with house money. Nobody expected them to really be all that good. So I think through the first, like, six or seven weeks, we're going to see them get some. I didn't really see you getting that win. Like, okay, cool. And then they're going to yeah. put themselves in a spot, especially in a division 
where I don't think it's going to be that good of a division. You know what I mean? The Titans didn't look too good. The Colts didn't look too good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have the Jags who are kind of just like, ah, whatever's going to happen. So I don't know. But, I mean, you also got to look at who they were playing. They were playing the Jaguars. This is Trevor Lawrence's first game. He threw three picks. Um, I don't think Urban Meyer's really figured out the NFL game yet, and it was his first NFL game. Um, and it, it was a team that had the number one pick last year. So I mean, they're not they're not that good of a team. It's not that he hasn't figured out the NFL game yet. It's he has a team full of rookies. Like you can only expect them to do so much. And at this point, they're trying to figure out who's actually going to be an NFL player and who's not. You know what I mean? So it's not like they have too many veterans on that team that's going to be able to help them. You know, other like veterans on that team is going to be what, like DJ shark and, you know, James Robinson. But I mean, those guys are still young too. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, I mean, at one well, point, literally the Jaguars signed Tim Tebow to be a tight end for what a solid two months before he was cut joke, but that's besides. Well, even then he was like fifth on their depth chart. Yeah. But even still, but, all right, moving on to, yeah, they're still figuring things out. So the next point. All right, moving on to second down. Um, So last week, me and Nick went over um, some players that we were kind of looking out for uh, for last week, either expecting them to have a good game or a a bad game, just players that we were interested to to see how they perform. It could be either college or NFL. But what are are some of you guys' players for this week? Um, Let's start with Greg. I mean, Amari Cooper was somebody that, I wasn't sure was going to, to ball out or not, um, especially with the who weren't completely sure how Dax was going to be in that um, mm-hmm. game against Tampa. And so I, I really wasn't 100% how many catches he was going to get, and it just seemed like um, Dax just lit everybody up and everybody got a touch on that. Even even some guys that I didn't think would get a touch in the game literally got – got the ability to play and I mean that was such a close game in that Thursday night game that um so Amari Cooper's one that I, I want to see next week and see what he's gonna do okay all right what about David uh I would like to see Joe Burrow do well and here's why I think he surprised a lot of people especially considering he just not just he recently came back from a season-ending leg injury. And I think people would were probably thinking they'd play a little conservative, make sure he stays healthy the entire season, stuff like that. And he came out and he – I think he impressed a lot more people than I think people were expecting and stuff like that. So yeah. for me, it would be I Joe Burrow just because of the fact that he shocked everyone. Yeah, he definitely definitely had a really good week. Um, I don't think anyone was expecting the Bengals to win that game, but yeah, we'll see if he can do it again. But Nick, what do you what do you think? Uh, who are you watching out for? Uh, mine's going to be kind of a whole. I'm interested to see how that Steelers offense kind of bounces back. Just as a Steelers fan, I think that that defense, a top three defense in the league, at least. But I just don't think that – I think eventually teams are going to be able to, like, they're going to understand, like, we're going to go in here and have to grind this out. And as long as we keep the offense off the field, then – or give them minimal opportunities, they're not going to be able to score. So I'm I'm kind of curious to see what they do against the Las Vegas uh, defense there. Because I do think the Raiders are going to be a better team than what a lot of people think mm-hmm. they are. 
And I know that, you know, the Steelers kind of came back and won against the Bills, which I think was a huge win, but that definitely was on, that was definitely was the defense, you know, they forcing two fumbles and getting a special teams, you know, touchdown and stuff like that or whatever may have happened. And I just think that the offense just didn't really play a big enough role. Najee Harris just didn't play enough, big enough role. And, you know, Roethlisberger just didn't play a big enough. So I'd like to see what their offense looks like against Las Vegas. It seemed like it kind of got to Lamar Jackson as well. So. That's what yeah. I'm looking out for. Not like a the, looking out for them to do well, but just looking out to see what they're gonna. Do. Sounds okay. like you're looking out for the like offensive line or something like that. I, I think it was just everything on the offense. I, I don't I don't know what it I don't know what it is. They changed their offensive coordinator, so I'm just not. I didn't I didn't it didn't seem like the identity I thought they were gonna go with. They went with. So it's just it's weird. I don't know. I mean, when you have a ton of slot wide receivers, you can't really play a deep passing power run type offense so I I just don't know and you got a lot of unproven guys on that offensive line that never really they either are rookies or they don't have much playing time Um, I know some of them were on the team last year but a lot of them were backups so I mean trying to work together as a unit is something that they need to learn how to do I'm sure the potential is there but it's going to be a a learning curve for for a lot of them so but I guess um I guess a player that I'm looking out for, last week I said Jameis, and I think I'm going to, I don't know, I was going to stick with it. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm interested to see if Jameis can do it again. Um, I was interested to see how he performed just in general, if he had a bad game or a good game. Uh, He ended up having a great game. Um, I'm not expecting him to throw for another five touchdowns, but if he could look damn near as good as he did last week, um, you know, I, I think he can show everyone that he's going to be a legitimate starter. You know, maybe the, the starter that we thought that he was going to be out of college. I mean, so. 154 yards, five TDs. Right. A, a, a third of his completions were the touchdowns. That's just, right. that, that's just amazing stats. Like when I was looking at that, like I couldn't believe, like, okay, wait a minute. He only threw for 154, but he had five TDs. And like, like how many times did he throw? And I'm like, yeah Holy crap like he threw like you know no more than like what 16 17 times something like that yeah and well and third of... to be fair like Aaron Rodgers kind of gifted him the ball in a lot of you know favorable field position so I think it'll be interesting to see like when he has to actually drive down the whole field you know what I mean like yeah did, did he take what he learned from Drew Brees to heart you know what I mean like did did he take watching him and learning from him to heart because if he didn't you know what I mean and we go back to seeing you know 30 and 30 from him like I just but I'm hoping that you know with the LASIK he can see better and what he learned from Drew Brees like I mean this is a dude that you you take away half his interceptions he threw in his career at Tampa I don't think they ever get rid of him and Mm -hmm. I think they're in the playoffs and they might even make it you know to the Super Bowl last year because that's still a really good team so I I don't know his football IQ has just gone up as far as like watching some of the preseason stuff like that. Like the old Jameis Winston, you know, on third and like nine or something like that would, would try to gun it and try to, you know, try to do something. And he's learned how to play the game a little bit better. And if he doesn't see it, he can throw it away. He's just, he's, he took that time. I think with Drew that he really understood. He doesn't always have to, what's the word I'm looking forward to. He doesn't have to, be the man and come through he can he yeah. can make those decisions and say you know what i'm going to throw this away because we have another down left and we can go from that 
Yeah. I mean, if you look at his completion percentage, I mean, he, he, he didn't really need to be the gunslinger because Aaron Rodgers did gift him quite a bit of good field position, but how many times would in the past Jameis Winston get good field position and still turn the ball over? You know, I I think, I think he, he learned to kind of slow down now that he could see, read what the defense has given him. Um, You know, his completion percentage was, was impressive. So I I think he did learn some stuff. Obviously he's not going to be able to throw five touchdowns every week. Um, But I'm just kind of interested to see if he can have not a, not another multi-touchdown game, but just be efficient because that's something that we've never really seen him do. Moving on to third down. Um, last week's game of the week was the Browns versus Chiefs. Um, kind of do a, a recap of that game. There was quite a bit to take away. Um, I know we talked about it a little bit earlier in the episode. Um, I kind of want to do more of a deep dive into it because I know there's there were some storylines going into the game. Uh, the game itself was very entertaining and, you know, kind of want to see what you guys thought of it. Nice, nice, Start nice with there, dog. Yeah, huh? deep dive. Nice, nice deep dive nice, into nice that. Plug. I like that. <laughs> it, was, it was unintentional, but after I said it, I was like, "Oh, hey, I, I plugged the channel." <laughs> Nick, Nick and I, Nick and I both looked at each other and just started smiling, like, "Yeah, get it." <laughs> that's, that, that, that's why it's the name, everybody. Deep dive. Hello. <laughs> All right, let's um, let's start with David. Honestly, I thought that the game plan that the Browns had and being aggressive early mm-hmm. and often definitely worked in their favor. And we mentioned already there were, that there were two like major mistakes that led them to lose the game. And those were the two fumbles by both the punter and Nick Chubb. And outside of those, you can really say there's hardly anything wrong with what the Browns did. Because yeah. A, it gave them a, what was it, like 22 to 10 lead by halftime or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which the last time they had like a double digit lead by the halftime was literally the playoff game that they played against the Steelers, in which they set the first quarter record of for like, what was it, divisional round or the wildcard round or whatever? Uh, it was uh, point, points in the first quarter. Yeah. In a playoff game. So I think that it was, it definitely worked. And I think that teams would want to take like a, take notes from the game, but also make it work for their respective team. Okay. All right. Nick, what about you? I, last week when we talked about this game, I, I said, I highlighted two things that I was watching out for that could you know, kind of play a factor in, in who won. The first obviously was the Chiefs offensive line, which I kind of mentioned in the second one was how OBJ and Baker Mayfield's connection was. Obviously, OBJ didn't play, so we didn't get to see. But I think, like, the Browns did what they needed to do. They came out early and they punched him in the face. And I don't think that the Chiefs expected to be punched in the face. I think they thought the Browns were going to come out and be methodical and try to hold time of possession. But that's just not what they did. They came out and haymakered him right in the face. The problem is, is that the Chiefs and Andy Reid and Eric Bamney, the enemy, and Patrick Mahomes are like the best at, you know, during or in game chase. And it just, it just was too much, I think, in the end, obviously, turnovers. But like I said, I mean, this, I kind of said it last week, I think, too. Like the, the Chiefs and Browns are to be Chiefs and Bills. I think that's my prediction for, you know, the AFC championship game. 
those are two could be there. Obviously, the Bills have to work out whatever they have to work mm-hmm. out, you know, after thing. But I, I just think that the Browns have the talent. They have the ability to do it. It just depends on, like Greg said, can Baker Mayfield continue to throw haymakers while Patrick Mahomes is throwing haymakers? You know what I mean? Who can throw more haymakers? And I, I just, you know what I mean? I think it'll come down to, again, that connection with OBJ and then what that Chiefs offensive line looks like at the end. But definitely, probably, I would probably say one of the top three games of the mm-hmm. week. That game, the you know Tampa Dallas game, you know we watched last night was they were all pretty and fun to watch. Absolutely, Greg. What about you? I mean, we've talked about the mistakes that that they made with the fumbles, but my biggest thing was the the defensive line not being able to tackle Mahomes <clears throat> when he was scrambling. There were so many missed tackles in that particular run that he was able to get in for the touchdown. That if they would have been able to get him back down on the 30, 35 or something like that. I mean, I can't remember exactly how far he ran back, but he was back pretty far to be able to get in. They could have held them to a touchdown, or I mean, sorry, a field goal, and that could have possibly been the difference between a tie game versus, you know, because they only won by four points. So the difference between a field goal and a, a touchdown with an extra point is four points. So you could have seen an overtime game if that defensive line just would have been able to hold stand you know, stay on their ground and actually get them tackled up. And that, to me, was the biggest problem or the biggest issue with the game that I had, that that was the difference momentum-wise, that's the difference a lot of different other things. You know, obviously we we saw that the Browns only scored one more touchdown in you know, the second half, whereas Chiefs put up 23. So the big difference, that could have been the difference. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree for the most part. Um, you know, my, my biggest takeaway is, um, I, I like the Browns game plan, especially being aggressive in, in the, in the first half. And overall, I like what the defense did. Um, I know people are kind of giving the defense crap for, you know, giving up 33 points, but you got to realize it's the chiefs, you know, they, they do this to everyone last year. They averaged like 417 yards of offense a game and the Browns held them to 397. Um, so pretty much on par with what they always do. But the big thing is they they played bend but don't break. They just wanted to take away the big play, the big momentum play that Kansas City is known for, and that's how they kind of steal the life of their opponent with these big, you know, eighty-yard passes by Patrick Mahomes or these giant runs. Um, so being aggressive, kind of shocking them because they're not used to playing from behind, and then maybe taking the the crowd out of the game a little bit. You know, you're never going to be able to to stop the chiefs. So you got to try to take away, kind of shock them a little bit and try to maintain a lead, even though it's probably going to be pretty impossible. But, you know, like I said earlier, I, I think the Browns showed that they can contend with the chiefs. If it wasn't for those two uh, big fumbles, they gifted the the chiefs 10 points and they, they won by four. So hell, even if you know, Jamie Gillen doesn't fumble that punt, you know, the Chiefs may not get a touchdown or they, they end up driving down the field, get a field goal. That's still the difference in the game, you know, you know, and just giving them good field position on, I think it was back-to-back drives or they were pretty damn close to each other. You know, it, it swung the game, but I think oh, overall, I think the game was good. You know, the, the Browns kind of beat themselves. The, the Chiefs did play, or both teams really played a, a great game. And I really can't wait to see a potential AFC championship matchup. 
But moving on to fourth down, uh, this week coming up, our game of the week is the Chiefs and Ravens. You know, both teams are close teams this last week. I know the, the Ravens still have their injury issues, but what do you, what do you guys think about this game? To me, to me, it's a, a pretty intriguing matchup. But let's start with Nick. Yeah, I just I look at this and I see so many similarities. I see that have question marks at that offensive kind of seems like at times their turn styles. And then I see, you know, two quarterbacks who can get out of those situations because of their their feet. And then they have big arms and they they have, you know, wide receivers that can make big plays down the field. So and obviously the Ravens kind of banged up at this. So I just I think it's gonna be a shootout. I think that we're gonna kind of see Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson running for their life. You know, whoever whoever can score more points, I think, is a game. Score more points and turn the ball over. That's who's going to win this game. I don't I don't know if particularly it's going to be, like, the most fun game to watch. Like, you would hope it to be, but I think it'll be high scoring. So whoever scores, scores more points is going to win the game. What a, what a prediction. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean, though. Like, I, I, interesting <laughs> concept. Of, does that work? <laughs> Shut up! Like I think, I think we might we might see both teams score like forty plus points. You know what I mean? Like, I mean you're you're talking you're talking about the Chiefs who have you know three electric pass catchers. You talk about the Ravens who have you know Marquise Brown who's slipping out. They have Sammy Watkins who obviously get open. They have you know their own tight ends who are good as well. So obviously they're lacking in the run game that hurts. But I mean the Chiefs weren't super impressive in the run game either. Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Helaire was was kind of garbage last week. So I just, like I said, I, I think that it's going to come down to whoever has more big plays and whatever, whichever defense can kind of hold the other team accountable at the, at the line of scrimmage. I, I don't know. Like, I think we're just going to see both quarterbacks running for their lives and making like crazy passes. And that'll be, that'll be what the game is. And so like I said, it, that, that, that's what you're interested in and cool. But for me, I, I just the most fun game to watch. It should be a decent. All right, great. What do you think? Um, I predict it's going to be Chiefs over Ravens easily, um, 34, 24, maybe something like that. I, honestly, I, I think Lamar Jackson is, I don't want to say a sham, but he's, he's shown all those cards. You saw how loud that lights out he was in 2019. And mm-hmm. I think even last season and even a game against the, the Ray Raiders, um, last night, I just, I think he's shown all his cards and I just, I, I'm not sold on him. And I, I think that he only has a certain uh, ability and he looked sloppy last night throwing. He was inaccurate a couple different times. And I just, I see the chiefs just being the chiefs and going from there. I, I just don't see the uh, as good a game as a close a game as Nick predicts. That's just me. And a side note, we won't be talking about the chiefs next week. <laughs> all right, David, what do you think? I think it's who I think it will be who's whichever team's defense steps up uh whenever they can because it's kind of like back to Nick's point they're just going to both Lamar Jackson and uh Patrick Mahomes will both light the defenses up. I think it's just a matter of when defense will actually hold and when that actually will happen during the game. So I think it I think that'll decide the factor of who wins this game. Okay. Like, okay. If the Chiefs defense doesn't control Lamar Jackson on the feet on his feet, then it it's gonna be the shootout that 
Nick predicts. But if they can control him and make him pass more often and he does what Greg pointed out in his little segment, it might just they might hold up and Chiefs may win this game. So I think it's just it comes down to the defense and if and when they will hold the offense, opposing offense. Okay. Uh, personally, I, I kind of lean more towards Greg's opinion. Um, this, the Ravens with their injuries um, and how, how sloppy Lamar Jackson looked last night, he doesn't really have a reliable receiver um, besides Mark Andrews. Um, Hollywood Brown's more of a big play receiver. He'll get you a couple big plays, but that's about it. He's not a guy that can be looked to as, as a number one option, in my opinion. Um, Sammy Watkins, he could potentially be that guy, but he's got to stay on the field. We know he's, he's pretty injury prone. Um, and then just having no running game besides Lamar Jackson, you can kind of predict what they're going to do. I, I think Lamar's going to try to do too much, um, because he really doesn't have any reliable weapons besides Mark Andrews that he can, that he can turn to if a play breaks down, um, which it looks like it probably could. I think the Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs. Um, I think they'll exploit some of the the injuries that the Ravens have on defense because um, I don't think they have really anyone that can you know really stop. They don't have anyone that can stop Travis Kelsey. They don't have anyone that can stop uh, Tyree Kill. I think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I don't think it's really going to be that close. Um, probably you know thirty-one seventeen, some something like that. But yeah, I, I think the Chiefs kind of run run away with this one. Yeah, I mean, long gone are the days of Ray Lewis and the Ravens' defense lights yeah. out, nonstop phenomenal. I think, with, like you said, Kelsey and Tariq Hill, they're just too many weapons that yeah. can't compete. I mean, Patrick Queen is, is, is a very good linebacker. The Chiefs' defense is not all-world anyway. Other than, you know, other than, you know, Tyron Matthew, who I, I will give it to him, he's probably, like, their best defensive player, and, and he helps lead them and stuff like that as well, too. But it's not like... You know what I mean? It's they're they're not going to stop a lot of people. They're going to have to score a lot of points. So they're going to have to hope that they don't go up against a crazy good defense who can get to Patrick Mahomes a lot through that through that offensive line, which is three rookies starting. So I think that like at the end of the day, like I understand you guys have your reservations, Lamar Jackson. That's fine. He's not the greatest passer in the world. I don't think he ever was, and I don't think he ever will be. I think he's in between. You know what I mean? What we what we got from Cam Newton and Michael Vick, I think he is electric on the field, but kind of like Cam Newton, he just doesn't have the best accuracy, but he has a big arm. So he's going to make some throws. He's not some throws. That's just how it goes. But that, that defense is not that good. I mean, like I like Baker Mayfield, but he's not an electric kind of player. And he was able to put together some big plays down the field on that defense. So I just think that counting out the fact that they're not going to be able to put big plays together and Marquise Brown entering his third year, that dude's going to be have a big year. Six catches, 69 yards, and a touchdown. Like, that's not – he's going to have a big year. He's going to be a bigger contributor. He's fast. He's speedy. He can get open. He's basically he's basically a carbon copy of, of Tyreek Hill. He's obviously not as good, but that's basically what kind of player he is. So, and then having Sammy Watkins as well, that's not – that they're, they're going to score points. I think Tank saying they're going to score 17 points against the Chiefs defense, which probably one of, you know – a bottom 15 defense in the league. That's just kind of, I just don't see how that, how that's even a possibility. I mean, Chris Jones sacked Baker twice in that game in the second half, you know, and in the first half, they were, the Browns were averaging 10 yards a a play. 
And then in the second half, once they made their adjustments, it brought them down to like something like 5.8 yards per play, Yeah, you know, for that second half. So it, it showed that, that the Chiefs made the adjustments on an, a high-powered Browns offense and were able to stifle them and hold them down a little bit. Yeah, how much, how with, much with Tyron Matthew that, coming back this week. How much was that of the Browns taking their foot off the gas, though? Because we don't, we don't know what they did because – the problem is, is they they punched him in the face and then they let them score thirty three points or something like that. So I mean you're you're sitting there you're sitting there going like how much how much is that them taking their foot off the gas and how much is that actually the Chiefs making adjustments? Because to me it looked like they took their foot off the gas because they thought oh cool we punched him in the face and knocked him down and they came back out and they scored a ton. Of- but that's all conjecture on your part. If the there's no no factual base to that. Like the fact is that the the defense of the Chiefs showed up and stopped stopped them for seven points in the second half to win the game. And uh, the the Browns did have their opportunities, and they the the defense stopped them. I, I think obviously the Chiefs don't have the best defense in the NFL, but I don't think they're a bottom. I don't think they're a bottom tier defense. Um, I just don't. Besides Mark Andrews, I don't really see a, a reliable pass catcher. Hey, you know, I Marquise Brown, he can get you maybe four to six catches, but he's not going to be a dude that can get you nine, 10, 10 plus receptions. You know, I don't think he's the first option. I don't think Sammy Watkins is either, especially because he tries to you know, go with those short passes. I, th- I think Mark Andrews is, is a clear number one guy. And, you know, if, if a play breaks down, that's who he's going to. Uh, I, I, was, I don't know. I, I just don't think. I, was, I just I don't think this option number one guy. But that's who you give the play breaks. No, Mark Andrews is the number one guy, and if the play breaks down, that's who he goes to. But that's his only reliable target. Okay. Anyways, they. That's why they call it any given Sunday. We can talk about it and predict all we want, but when it actually just comes to it, it really the only thing that matters is when that first kickoff happens. Kickoff happens. And when the final bell rings in the fourth quarter, so true, true. So moving on to the two point conversion, um, what are what are some predictions you guys have? Give give me one prediction for uh, for each of you. Let's start with Greg. My prediction is that Justin Fields will come in. I don't know if he's there. They'll announce him as starter, but I think that he's going to come in in some capacity in the game against Cincinnati. And I do believe that with his skills and abilities, a leader and a phenomenal quarterback, that they will beat Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Okay. David, what do you think? Now, I am kind of like the of the different opinion in the sense that I think Joe Burrow will repeat what he did first week. And who knows? He might could do he might be able to do better than what he did. And this isn't just me trying to counteract Greg or anything that Joe Burrow was literally the first person that I thought of. Greg just happened to go ahead of me in that sense. Uh, so you want, you want to fight David? <laughs> All right. You want to go <laughs> anyway? I just, I just think with, with, with Joe Burrow you played a horrible, horrible, horrible Minnesota team. And I think it was two sloppy teams playing each other that Cincinnati just happened to win that. And I think that the bears are definitely a better team than Minnesota easily. And you're probably right, but I'm 
it's like what I said before, it's any given Sunday. And I would just, this is a prediction. This is what I would like to see happen. If it does or doesn't happen, or if it does happen, I'll be excited. I'll be elated. Great job for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. If not, I wouldn't be disappointed. So that is just my thought of it. So that's what I'm going with. Joe Burrow trying to replicate what he did this past week. Okay. Nick, what's your prediction? Even though as of right now, in our fun pick em that we got going on with each other, I have Green Bay winning. I'm worried. I know it's the Lions. And they're not, like, great. But at all. It's just if, if Aaron Rodgers goes out there and is like, I don't really want to play today, I can see them losing that game. So I think that Monday night game, Detroit versus Green Bay, I think that's going to be the game like to really pay attention to. And I think that my my prediction is going to be that game is going to set the tone for what the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers for the remainder. And if he comes out and plays like he did against disinterested, I think either they're going to just let him sit there and they'll just play Jordan Love or they're going to move on. You know what I mean? And I just, I don't know. And I think that the Lions will take advantage of that. But if he comes out and he's like, yo, hey, just haven't played in a while, haven't done anything in a while, and he comes out and looks somewhat Aaron Rodgers of old, then I can kind of, then we can kind of put that that question to bed maybe and move forward with this. I mean, thinking again of them being contenders. All right. All right. So my prediction, I think um, Taylor Heineke is going to solidify his spot as the starter in Washington. I know he's starting this week because Fitzmagic is injured, but I don't know how long he's going to be out. But I think while he is out, I think Heineke is going to play I think he's going to play well enough that even when Fitzmagic comes back, I think they're going to stick with him. I think he showed last year that he's got some potential. Um, you know, in the playoff game, he played really well. You know, he's he's younger. He's, I don't know. I, I just see a, a higher ceiling with Fitzpatrick, or not Fitzpatrick, with Heineke. And I think over the next couple of weeks, especially starting this week against the Giants, um, I think he's going to maybe solidify his spot as a starter. So the question for this week, in 2001, the Carolina Panthers set an NFL record. What was it? When any of you have an answer, feel free to, to say it. First come, first serve here. In 2001. 2001. It set a record. They, yep. They, it's an NFL record. It's a season record, not a, not a game record. It's over the course of an entire season, they set a record. Most punts returned for touchdowns. Incorrect. I almost said, did you? I almost asked if you looked that up or not, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no cheating and, and looking up missed. the answer. I was like, I was like yeah, I was going to say that was oddly specific there. <laughs> I, I, it was just shot in the dark. <laughs> Is it the the most yards allowed by any Minnesota? Nope. Uh, this is hard. Would it? I gave you multiple. Ch- would it be like most like forced fumbles and stuff like that? Incorrect. In 2001, the Carolina Panthers set the record for most consecutive losses in a season. So I want to thank you guys for uh, coming on this week. It was a pretty good episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of Two Minute Drill. Can't wait to watch football again this week, and we'll see you next week. Have a good night. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, 
Feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.